0: challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to The Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times best-selling author and leader of me, Steven Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Welcome to The Great Man Podcast. I want to tell you right up front, that I am so thankful for what many of you are sharing with me about the impact of this podcast on your life. This is a quick five, 10 minute podcast that's about coaching men at a kind of a personal level, maybe occasionally looking at societal trends. And I'm grateful that your lives are being changed, especially the last theme that I uh, pushed Here and talked about was your relationship with your father. Many of you have told me about letters you've written, phone calls you've made, time with fathers, how things are healing, how it's writing things in your soul. I'm so grateful. And I want to tell you that we've got some great plans for the Great Man podcast. So stick close. We're going to be announcing some very cool things that are just going to take stuff to a whole other level. Now, let me tell you about an experience I had just recently. I was in a restaurant. I was with Bev, very casual, and I had my eye on a man who was there, I think, with a date. It's a fairly casual restaurant. Uh, and he was, it was pretty obvious that they knew each other, but I, they weren't married. Uh, and what I noticed was that this man was talking this girl's ear off. I would guess him to be in his late 20s. I would guess her to be about the same age and rather than there being a back and forth and laughing and change of, you know, I wasn't hearing the whole conversation, but just watching the manner didn't feel like an exchange. Didn't feel like there was some lightness. Didn't feel like there was any laughter. It was the man, the young man dumping his life, his stories, his thoughts, his observations. I mean, We were in that restaurant for probably Bev and I 90 minutes and that young man did not stop talking almost the whole time. And it was a bit manic. If you know what I'm talking about, it was, and you could tell anybody with any social intelligence could tell this woman was doing the best she could do to focus the best she could do to be pleasant and put a receptive look on her face. She was bored out of her mind now. I've had that experience before, and I've even described it on this podcast, but here's what changed in this particular moment. We all paid our bill and left at about the same time. The women went to the restroom. Not not coordinated, of course. <laughs> they didn't know each other. It just happened to be two guys standing out front waiting for their, uh, their date or their wife to uh, go to the restroom. So I decided to say hi to the guy. I decided to say something. I don't know what it was. Maybe there was something on his t-shirt. I think if I recall correctly, I think he had a Notre Dame t-shirt on. So I'm always going to comment on that. His manner completely changed with me. His manner completely changed uh, as opposed to the way he was with his date. He was mumbly. He was a little bit, not defensive, but a, talking to me uh, as though perhaps something might be found out about him. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wasn't just open and at peace, and and it, and, and it, it was absolutely friendly between us. I don't want to give you the wrong impression. It wasn't like I intimidated him. I just sat down and said something about Notre Dame, and he smiled, and we started talking. But as we talked... Um, It was obvious that he was either uncomfortable talking to another man um, or that there was something in his soul. What I'm saying is he definitely changed gears, became less conversant. Didn't speak as well as he had been speaking. I mean, literally in terms of just chaining the words together, was a bit mumble mouth, looking down, uh, almost. I would use the word shame—a little bit of shame—as uh, though talking to a man. I didn't identify myself. He didn't know who I was. I'm just a guy standing there in gym clothes, talking about you know Notre Dame, um, and then you know I asked where he's from or something. You know, just general stuff like that. But the whole manner was was different. And the point I want to make is that this young man was clearly not experienced in, not comfortable with, and not that open to having a conversation with another man is just obvious. I don't think it had anything to do with me. Uh, personally, although when I was a stranger, I didn't expect him to hug me. I just when, I'm just saying it was not very conversant, open, uh, you know, engaged, energetic, and, and actually he was progressively shutting down as we were talking. And it, again, we're talking about Notre Dame, how personal can it be? And yet he had talked at that girl for an hour and a half, uh, like he, his mouth was a fire hose, about to blow her out of the restaurant. And I raised this experience. Because I want you to look at yourself in light of it. I believe that most men, if they're talking at all, are talking to the wrong people. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm obviously delighted that you have dates and you talk to them. I'm obviously delighted that you have a wife and you talk to her. I talk to my wife by the hour. We have great conversations. I'm obviously delighted that, you know, you, can, you, have, you have various folks that you talk to at a casual level. But I'm going to tell you that for a man to become a great man, for a man to emerge, for him to grow, he's got to be open to face-to-face, open-souled, open-hearted, um, bright and interested and engaged conversations with other men you got to have conversations with father figures you got to have conversations with your band of brothers and by the way if the only people you're talking to and i mean talking to like this guy was on fire uh, are your dates let's say women and just your rowdy, rowdy friends, not, not, not ones that are engaged at any deep level with you, not ones that are helping you be a better man, not ones that, are, that you can have a serious conversation with about something going wrong in your own life. If, if, you only have, if you're only just talking a mile a minute at your dates or your wife and guys you're shooting hoops with or whatever, but don't go deep with then you are not going to be healing, you are not going to be emerging, you are not going to be arising, um, you are not going to be stirred and, and inspired to be a better man. I liked this kid in this restaurant. I liked him. I, I, he, I, I could tell he, he had some fire, but I could also tell that he the reason he dumped on that girl for an hour and a half was that he was lonely he was not engaged with other men who would draw him out to whom he could speak to in in reasoned ways. You know, uh, if you're just talking away for 90 minutes, you're not having a conversation. You are disgorging. You are vomiting on someone. And I have learned that the ability to talk and be open to talk and have a conversation and go two ways with somebody, uh, especially another male, is an essential skill of manhood. It's an essential skill of building a band of brothers, it's an essential skill uh, if you're going to have a healthy soul. Most, a lot of men, I won't say most because I don't know the statistics, but many men shut down like cavemen normally. And then when they are, the the switch is flipped, either with their rowdy drinking friends uh, or maybe a date, they just, I'm going to use the crass word again, vomit. And it's not healthy, it's not whole, it's not two-way, and sometimes people throw up a barrage of words in part, they don't realize they're doing it, but in part because it keeps anybody from breaking in and saying anything that might actually go deep or expose something about their soul or question something or hold up a mirror. Um, I've been, a, as, as you know, if you follow this podcast, a pastor, a counselor, a leader of men, uh, various roles, I, I consult in a lot of leadership roles and stuff. And every so often I'll come across somebody who is afraid, actually kind of afraid I'm going to unearth something in their soul. So what they do is they throw up what I call verbal chaff. Now, chaff is the thing that airplanes throw out um, to distract missiles and distract radar and so on. It may be the old word now, technically, but still I'm going to use that word. And I'll ask somebody just uh, basically say hello and. Say Suddenly, this person who I know has got some stuff in their life, they got to get straightened out because there's just been a leadership crash or they're leading a company badly or they're, they're crashing as a man. Um, they will unload for hours if I let them. Words, 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 words. And suddenly we're talking about changing the diaper of the baby or the way the dog pooped on the carpet or the golf game. And, I, and I, I'm constantly going, you know, your, your world's on fire here. Your marriage is in trouble, your company's crashing, you're in trouble and you want to you want to turn on your charm. Whatever part of the country you're from, you're speaking in that kind of charm voice from California or the South or the North or whatever. You know, you're, you're you're becoming a raconteur, you're becoming a storyteller extraordinaire, and what you're really trying to do is keep me from 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 peering into your life, keep me from saying anything meaningful, P- keep me from uh, talking to you in a way that might be confrontive or or move towards change or cause you to have to get reflective. Now, my point is not Stephen and what he does professionally. My point is. I want you to look at who you're talking to. I want you to look at whether you're having meaningful conversations. I want you to look at whether you allow meaningful conversations, because I say this with love. If you have a wife you love, but the only person you talk to at any depth is your wife and you come home from work and you unload on her for the first hour and a half, uh, and you don't have other men you're talking to. You don't have other people that you're talking to. You don't have men peering into your life and loving you and having fun and having rowdiness. Yes, but also able to speak to you meaningfully in your life. Then this is this is an evidence of unwholeness in your soul. Your wife, your dates, they will take it because they love you. They will take it because they're they they do not really know how else to deal with it. Uh, but but it's not going to bring change, and it's not going to be healthy, and it's not going to be whole. And by the way, you're wearing them out too. I'm just going to tell you, honestly, you're wearing them out too. So you need to take a moment and take a look at your conversation. Can you have two-way conversations with other men? Can a man say, you know, I really want you to keep an eye on this certain thing about your life. And you say, I so appreciate that, man. If you have any suggestions for me, awesome. And you can talk about it and there's no offense. And then you move on to something else and you go get something to eat and you work out and it's all woven into the norm. But men who don't have that, men who don't have outlets, men who don't have other men speaking into their life and walking with them and just weaving normal male conversations while you're changing the tire or while you're painting the house or whatever, um, well, then they're going to store up their need for, for conversation and they're going to dump it on their wives, their girlfriends, or maybe in some angry torrent, you know, raging about something over the beer after the pickup basketball game or whatever. But that's not. The kind of conversation that's two way, that's introspective, that's 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 free ranging. Uh, there's a fear factor there. There's a defensive factor. There's a store up. Don't talk to the right people. Let's talk to the wrong people. And then when we talk to them, let's be let it be like a fire hose. I think you know what I'm saying. So I'm not accusing you. I'm wanting to challenge you. One of the arts of great manhood and one of the essential building blocks. Of being able to be a great man and emerging and rising is that you are open to other men speaking openly to you. And I don't just mean about moral changes and ethical changes and things in your soul. I'm talking about just life in general. Can you have a conversation? Can you engage with five guys around a hamburger? Can you can you have have a have a chat? Can you go deep and then come out of it and talk about you know the, the ref at the football game on Monday night? Can you can you can you vary? conversations going from deep to excited and rowdy, but, but have them be meaningful and not just store up and then dump on certain people, especially females who are obligated to take it in your life. I want you to look at it. I want you to ask maybe some of the people around you, if that's what you do, ask your wife, ask your date, if that's what you do. And I want you to understand that I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm wanting you to look at something that may be an undetected pattern in your life. And if you'll change it, It will not only help you to go deep with men who will help you be a better man, but it will enrich your life and it will deepen your relationships. This is one of the great arts of great men. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.